You are listening to Fika with Vicky on United Public Radio, 107.7 and 105.3 from New Orleans. Everyone, and welcome to Fika. We're going to be chatting about banning books today. And coming up first is a Fika regular. She's family now. She knows where the coffee is. She can make herself comfortable. Barbara Van Katteriman. And she is an author, as you know, a attorney and moderator specializing in family law and a Florida resident. But right now we're not talking about Florida because if I messed up the buttons at the beginning of the show, it's because Barbara just told me they defunded libraries in Missouri and some other things. And I'm trying to be a calm intellectual discusser here, <laughs> but it's a little hard. So welcome to Fika, Barbara. Oh, thank you for having me. I love to be here. As you know, it's great. So you were just saying that they... You just heard that they defunded libraries in Missouri. Yes, in Missouri, they've just voted. Uh, their their uh, Republican legislature just voted to defund public libraries. So um, it wasn't enough to ban books in schools. They're now they're now attacking public libraries. Well, attacking them and also trying. This is the first one that had state that has totally defunded them. And so. Patty is here now. Shall we let her in? <laughs> okay. <Yes. laughs> here we go. Thank you. I was trying to get it on the computer, but I'm having issues with the camera. <laughs> you look beautiful. I don't think you're having issues with the camera at all. Welcome to Fika, Patty. And this is the first time we've met. So I will just give you a minute there. Okay. Can you see me? I can see you. You look perfect. Okay. Everything is wonderful. So um, this is the first time we've met. It's nice to meet you. And I just, can you say your last name right? Just, just so that I make sure that I say it correctly. It's DiBiase. DiBiase. There, you were right, Barbara. DiBiase. Okay, I'm going to give you a little introduction here. So Patty is a retired teacher from Broward County, Florida, with 38 years teaching experience from kindergarten to grade five, third grade being her favorite. She is vice president for the Hispanic Caucus, secretary for the Western Dramatic, Dramatic, Democratic Club. <laughs> but we're talking about a very dramatic thing here, so, you know. Yeah, very dramatic entry, sorry guys. <laughs> she is also a member of the Truth Matters Project with which she's been attending school board meetings and taking notes. Oh, did we lose her? <laughs> I'm here. I'm just switching. <laughs> so, welcome to Fika, Patty. <laughs> uh, you're definitely making it an interesting day. So, sorry about that. So, we're all three of us here now, and Barbara was just telling me that they defunded the public libraries in Missouri. So, I was just getting over that. And have you heard that? Uh, no, 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 I haven't. I've just been up to date with the stuff we're having here in Florida, which is crazy. So we'll start with that. Well, the most important question that I'm curious about 
Is why was grade three your favorite? I mean, that would have been about eight-year-olds. Why are eight-year-olds your yes. favorite? Yes. Um, I enjoyed it more. I tried first and second. And I just like the curriculum in third grade a little better. They're very eager to learn, and they can take in a lot more than just learning to read. This is the first year they're reading to learn. So, so yeah, it's, it's a little exciting. And, and they're a little bit more on their feet. They don't need to be right i'm um, taking care of as much so a little bit more independent uh, probably so okay well we're going to ask you um what have you have 38 years experience in the system and just recently retired so what are you seeing happening in the schools well i've seen the morale of the teachers and administration go way down they're very scared of everything that's happening like classrooms library they've taken years to accumulate books and now they have to put them away because they're afraid that somebody a parent is going to scream out that they're not happy with it according to the new law in florida which is very very indecisive like nobody really it's all about perspective right like yeah. one person may find something offensive that another person doesn't exactly and you're going to have different from school to school, you're going to have different parents complaining about a book. Mm -hmm. And just one parent needs to complain and it's got to be pulled out until there's a procedure to see if it's going to go back or not onto the shelves. And that's what I've read about the procedure is that it takes a very, very, very long time. So, exactly. so we're sort of thinking that they get taken off the shelves into a um, mystery land, Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> back in the closet never to see the light again right especially when we have such a shortage of media specialists because they want the media specialists to read the books and approve them what we did at the school board is we said well, you have to have a committee you know read the books you have to have checklists right you know before you take it out otherwise they're overwhelmed the, the media specialists are overwhelmed they're not going to get to all these books and what are you going to have schools, different schools back ban different books? No, no. Well, and let's clear that up. Um, the new term media specialist is really an, a librarian, right? Yes. Yes. That a librarian with some tech because now you have other things besides books. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so for all us old people, <laughs> it is an, a librarian with special talents and they had to take a special course this summer, didn't they? They did because they have to have they have to be very aware with the high technology and they have the smart boards. There's a lot of things in the in the library, which is now called the media center <laughs> instead of the library. So it's a young person's game because <laughs> <with all that>. <laughs> tech. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, but I know where my skills lay and don't. <laughs> that would be one of them. So now, so the, the, we'll, we'll start with the libraries in the classroom. Okay, because we all know that there's little sh there's shelves of books, and a lot of those books are purchased by the teachers themselves, aren't they? Yes, yes. Or donated by the parents, or the teachers write a grant, like donors choose, and you put out there and you add books to your to your library. So it's a gift of love. Yes, really, that that they're giving the kids. They know they're interested in those. They know those kids, and they know what they would be interested in. And more lately, like we have to to let the kids read, like if they're slow readers, we have to give them, you know, books that they can read on their own. And you're not going to stop somebody reading above grade level. So you got to challenge them and you have books. 
So the teachers will label them by, you know, Lexile levels, which means a, like an age appropriate reading level. Right. Because you're worried about reading. They're reading. Who cares? What? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Reading, that's the important thing. And getting an interest in reading. Yes. So I know that you're not in the classroom now, but knowing kids, especially smaller the idea of them showing, I love the bookcases because it's something they get to choose and something they're comfortable with the level of and no mm -hmm. one's testing them on it. And then they walk into class and not because the teachers are trying to make a point, just because they're scared of exactly. their jobs and their livelihood exactly. and their future. Um, they, they walk into the class and these shelves are covered over their they're, they're very limited yes yes and like just the change and the confusion it's got to be being picked up by the little ones by the little ones yes i have grandkids now in kindergarten first and third grade and i've been having to take my granddaughter to the public <laughs> library every other week to get books because her mom says she does she's not bringing books like she used to before because school. They're not available. Barbara? Patty, <laughs> I had a question. And Patty, aren't they being um, threatened with felony charges if they leave a book out that um, is banned? Well, that's what we heard. Nothing's happened yet. But with the media specialists, that's what they're afraid of, especially if it's on their shoulders that they have to approve the books or not. Right. And you know what I saw? The number one book that's being banned is Antango Makes Three, about two male penguins that are raising a baby penguin. I mean, your mind just explodes with. Yes, there's with, another book about Marlo, Marlo and the Bundy, bunny, and it's about a boy bunny that wants to marry a boy bunny. Okay, they're not teaching sex. What they're teaching with those books is tolerance, diversity, and acceptance. Of course. So what we suggested to the school board was, why don't we have it at the beginning of the year with the paperwork, the registration, have an opt-out. The parents yeah. opt out of their child not being able to go to the media and check out any books. So right. there's a red flag. So they know. But it's not fair that those parents want to censor everybody's Everybody. kids, not just their own. And that's what's not fair. Mm -hmm. Because they're right. They, and they, they have right. the right. They have the right to, to censor what their kids read, but not everybody else's. And because they're to the right. All the way to the right. Exactly. <laughs> sure about the felony charges because i read that on like either nbc or like one of the you know so so we have to well we'll come back and check on that to make okay sure, but I'm, I'm pretty oh barbara's searching okay <laughs> i'm pretty sure that that's a thing um um okay so um the felony charges so People will say, well, why don't they can just go buy books on Amazon or they can just go to a public library, which they can't now in Missouri. But <laughs> so that makes that question obsolete. Um, mm -hmm. They can just go to a library and pick up the book. But I think we're not forgetting that not everybody can afford books or even transportation. I grew up in a rural area like 
um, you know, it's, it was a great treat to go to the library in town. But this did not happen every day. Exactly. And not everybody can go on Amazon and order their kids' books every, you know, every other week. No, no. Well, because let's face it, they are getting more expensive. I mean, especially the picture books because of the artists and things like that. But to get a really good picture book, you're looking at probably $30. Yeah. Right. And and people just can't afford that, especially especially now. So, oh, look at that, Patty. You're there and your empty room is over there down at the green room. Your empty room is waiting for you. Uh, because I had the computer on. I was going to on my phone <laughs> to the computer. That's, that's but... just fine. I was just like, and why is there four? Um... <laughs> well, if you let me in the computer, I'll turn the phone off. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's okay. It's good to know you're doing this on your phone then. It's, it's yes, possible to yes. Talk. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, because I know some people who have have um would like to do this, but they don't have like earplugs in their um iPads. Yeah, there isn't a jack for their earphones or whatever. So we'll go on with that. All right, Patty. So, what children do you think are being most affected by the, these laws and this lack of availability? Well, really, all of them. I mean, of course, the lower the the. Um, the people that have less money and cannot buy books are affected, but so is everybody else affected because they're not reading the books that they need to be reading. I mean, we need to have equal education for all. They need to be exposed to all those things. So now if we just take them away and only a few elite people read them, that's not doing us any service. The community is what I'm saying. So the children that they say they're protecting are a very narrow margin of children. Exactly, exactly. And, and it's not, um, it's not. So we've, we've talked about the fact that th these laws are not very precise. They're confusing. Very the confusing the way they word it. Yes. The teachers are afraid for their future, their livelihood, their jobs, their homes and their families. And only all it takes is one parent to say no books. I don't like that book and it's gone even if they didn't read it exactly and they have not read it because you ask them why are you opposed to that book oh because it's on the banned list well excuse me first you read it and tell me why i mean if there's a book about pornography or child abuse okay yes i i would you know show you know take it out they had some books about sex trafficking they wanted to put it in high school some kids in middle school are getting abused so they need to know so we're not doing them a service by hiding them and waiting no because i actually read um one of the books that was banned in uh, martin county the storyteller by jody pico and she wrote in that book <clears throat> which i quoted that's why we read fiction isn't it to remind us that whatever we suffer we're not the only ones exactly. so if they're afraid to say something they don't have the words that book may help them to have the courage to say something and to have those words i'm, and, I'm very proud of some of our young kids that we had high school and college students come and speak at the school board saying exactly what you just said I wasn't the only one. I, I felt I could talk to my teacher about this. You know, it opened up the door. You're right. And, and yeah, no, there, there, there is. We have this pic, We have this image of um, ch childhood innocence, but it's imagined. 
kids go through a lot and they don't understand it and they don't have anyone to talk to about it because they don't know the words to use, as we said. And these books are so important for those children to to go through. Yeah. Patty, <laughs> Patty, just because Patty's here doesn't mean it's school. <laughs> Yeah. No, I was going to say that. Um, I love that quote by Albert Camus that said, fiction is the lie through which we tell the truth. I mean, people, kids believe their childhood is normal, even if they're being beaten every day until they are exposed to what other, you know, to the world. And, and reading is the way you get exposed to the world. And I also wanted to add that these laws are intentionally vague. And when the teachers at, or the schools ask for guidance, from the governor or or the legislature, they refuse to give it because they just want a chilling effect. They want you to be terrified yes. to do anything so yes. that you just ban everything. I mean, it's it's very chilling. And it is ironic that Margaret Atwood is one of the authors that are banned mostly in a lot of states because she yes. foresaw this dystopia. <laughs> it's like when you see, well, it's the way it's being set up to say a third degree felony which is equal to manslaughter you know don't you <laughs> for a book like this is totally criminalizing criminalizing them sorry criminalize i'm getting upset criminalizing them to this point where people are going to start looking at them funny like it just it starts with something like this it starts with a whisper and then it just keeps growing but Wait, I'm not going to be dramatic. Okay. <laughs> it's just very hard not to be. Right. Well, we keep seeing pictures of Nazi Germany where they're burning books. I mean, exactly. it's, that's where they started. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the point. The storyteller is about about right. Nazi Germany. Mm -hmm. And it was it was banned. And I'm having troubles right now because I mean it was in a high school. All right. So, you know. I'm sorry, but I believe there are many children, a number of children in the high school <laughs> having sex. Um, so, you know, let's not cover our eyes to this. But I read that book and it keeps saying graphic sex scenes in, in these articles. And I now I have to go back and read it again because I'm thinking, okay, I'm a, I, I usually have a good memory, but I don't rem I remember, you know, the fading in before kind of thing and then the fading out till the end kind of thing and that the nazis were not paying attention to them because that was against the rules because they weren't considered you know touchable kind of thing so i'm not even i'm not even seeing in the books the things that they say are in the books but it was it was very it was much about critical thinking um and that's also why we need books right so we can say well that character wasn't so smart right <laughs> I think the penguins were smart, Patty. <laughs> but, um, but, cute. I, I don't even think the, the kids are just thinking penguins when they read that, right? <laughs> They're just thinking penguins. Um, so it, it it is, I think, important for critical thinking for us to get for kids to see that they're not alone and to now. Um, you know people that are still touching, touching, teaching, <laughs> I'm sure. You're still in touch with people who are teaching, yeah. Patty. Um, how do you get a general feeling of how this is affecting them day to day? Like, is it, is, 
I mean, it's got to be stressful. It's got to be. It is. Some of them are just like putting in their time. They're counting the days when they can retire, which is sad. Like I would have stayed teaching if it wasn't during COVID. I had to stay home and watch my grandkids um, because I loved it. And I know a lot of teachers that do love it. And now they're thinking maybe I should. My own daughter-in-law and my son, they moved out of Florida because they had two kids, a three-year-old and a brand new baby that I retired to babysit. They moved out because of the situation here. So, but the, but the point is clear and I want to make that clear to anyone who is listening that this is not just a Florida situation. We're just not banging on Florida because it's starting to spread. And it, it is, spreads, it's a domino effect for sure. Uh, right, right. For sure. So we should and be that's the scary part. Yeah, no, because I mean, they're testing, they're testing the waters to see what they can do, right? Yes. Um, so the teachers are not feeling good about going and that's going to get picked up by the kids, right? They, they feel, they feel whatever you're feeling pretty much, right? Patty, if, if the teacher's not completely there in the class, the kids know. Yeah. They feel like, I, am I supposed to talk about this or not? Like my, even my granddaughter, they asked her, did you read this? And she looked at me first, like, do I answer or not? You know? Oh, that is so... And she's in third grade. That is so sad. So, yes. so, so there's a shame effect happening. Yes, because her parents are really open about everything, and they let her read stuff. They talk about things. They don't keep, you know, they're very diverse in their thinking. And then when she's in school, she thinks if somebody asks her in front, like you put me on the spot, like how do I answer this? So she looks at her mom, and her mom goes, "Okay, it's okay, honey. Go ahead." You know, like isn't that sad? No, no, the whole thing is just sad. It is, it's just sad. So you go to the school board meetings and mm -hmm. you listen to what they're saying and you've made, I mean, the opt out solution. Why not? Yes, that was our, our recommendation. And some of the school board members said, yes, they thought that was a good idea. They're going to do a workshop and look into it. How we look instead of breaking the law, work around the law, you know. And yeah, no. Well, it, I mean, it's like that, like they can already opt out of sex education, can't exactly, they? Exactly, exactly. And all along, the parents tried to see the curriculum for the sex education. That was another thing two weeks ago they talked about revamping the sex education. They want to pull a lot of things out of sex education. For example, you can't talk about menstruation till middle school. Well, some kids develop in fourth and fifth grade. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was, I was telling Barbara that I had an aunt that very, very early, like surprising early. And that wasn't anything to do with what we're eating today or anything. That was many, many years ago. She's, she's passed. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's a terrifying experience, even if you know what's going on. That, yeah. That first time first time and so we're bringing shame to that too it was just coming out as a natural part that, that you didn't have to hide you could still live your life and now we're pushing it back again but like you said the parents always had the option to opt out we're just trying to add the book situation to the opt out if you don't want your your kids reading certain books it's not like the teacher's teaching them but they're out there in case you know a student is is curious and wants to read it or just, there are good books i mean they were banning Frog and toad. I read that to my first and second graders all the time. It was about a frog and a toad. Nothing wrong with the book. 
And Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss is on the band list. Oh, yeah. But Dr. Seuss has some pretty... Yeah, I, I love okay. Dr. Seuss. I love Dr. Seuss. And I, now I'm thinking about... Um, oh, names are... Okay. You know, the turtles, Myrtle the turtle, how he the turtles kept piling up. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, until the bottom turtle. I mean, they should be not banning Dr. Seuss. They should be reading Dr. Seuss because when the bottom turtles get upset, it all comes falling down. Yeah. <laughs> so they should be sent to Dr. Seuss book to read. Um, no, it's, it's, it is something that everybody should get behind regardless of what they believe because it can happen to anybody. And their books so so you so the suggestions you have tried to make and you've said you know you've got to be more precise with the language and and it's just you're just not you're just getting silence back there's there's no um there's no in, they don't really listen to your ideas is what i'm trying to say and they're not very clear for example the district is supposed to be a district decision but then you tell them if somebody in your school calls it, the principal has to immediately remove it. So that's not a district. That's school by school choice. Yeah, I, I still can't get over if somebody calls the school. The school, it's just done. Yeah, like, the book like is done. Just one person. One person and the book is in limbo. Without having read it, without any groups, like you can have a group read the book and see, okay, this is right. Let's put it on the shelf, out of the shelf until we evaluate it more. No, immediately gets pulled out. Even if someone, <laughs> I can just, I can just see this kid pulling onto this book. Like I have to find out what happened. I would be very upset if I was well, halfway through a book and you did that to me. Well, not to sound like devil's advocate, but, um, the Bible has a lot of graphic stuff on it. Oh, oh, there so is. So are we going to pull that out next? Yeah, graphic uh, violence. Yeah, yes. yes. I remember in the St. James Version, mm -hmm. I, yes. Barbara, you will be amazed, but I was teaching Sunday school. <laughs> they gave me a passage from the Good News um, um, Bible. I was supposed to be in the Good News Bible, but I didn't have that. So I looked up in the St. James, and it was about um, Sodom and Gomorrah. <clears throat> and there was... Um, this ain't these this angel came to this guy's house and they were very pretty looking so the men came to have their way with them and the owner of the house said oh don't take them take my virgin daughters that's what they said and I was like I don't teach Sunday school anymore but is that why there are many reasons to see what church was like but um you know you're open you let them try everything and that's the point they have to decide um for themselves but you brought up something the kids are curious to know to read those books and curiosity i is, is one of the the biggest pushers for learning new things isn't it patty like you definitely yeah you don't want to like education is not Education is is just not repeating facts. Like, you know, what year did the, you know, world happen or whatever. Education is teaching them to think. We need them to have critical thinking skills. Yeah, just no, that's what we're trying to stop. Learn information and memorize. Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to stop. Yeah. Is, is critical thinking with all these new ideas. Instead of taking books out of the library, they should be filling them up with more. It doesn't matter if they're great ideas or bad ideas because... 
it's our job to figure that out, right? As we read. Well, they want people scared and just follow whatever they say. Don't don't argue. Well, it's not like any three of us would do that, right? <laughs> Did you tell me what to do? I don't think so. I don't think so. So, okay, so they're stopping curiosity, which is the natural learning process. They're, they're stopping critical thinking. They're not allowing these kids to have fictional models so that they can know what they're going through or what they shouldn't be going through. I mean, they talk about girls and, oh, there's sex in these books, but, you know, it's also... Um, it's also showing them, yes, but this is not healthy sex. This is healthy sex. Like this, I mean, I don't care. Even if you're the most open person in the world, it is, would be difficult to sit down with your parent as a teenager and talk about those things. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't you think that a book is a private way of doing that? Definitely. Even with that young girl that spoke out about human trafficking. You know, if they didn't know, hey, this is wrong. I, I shouldn't be in here. Let me talk to somebody about this. If she had not read about that, how would she know that, you know, this is not normal? Exactly. Exactly. There, there are lessons. In, and as we said, a lot of the books are somewhat biographical. So they, um, the, pe the authors who write those books know what those feelings were like mm -hmm. and, and what it was like to be a kid in that situation. So I think we all talk too fast. <laughs> That's the problem. Oh, we've got more to talk about. We've got more yes, to no, talk no, about. no. I know, I know. <laughs> we okay. just buzz through. I'm going to tell you a bookmarker. Okay. I read banned books. Good for you. <laughs> right. Well, you know, the other th I was going to say, I mean, um, you know, the ban the books they're banning are basically um, books about race and racism, books about sex education, books about um, characters, anything with characters of color. I mean, they were they were banning the book about Roberto Clemente in yeah. Florida mm -hmm. and just his life story, you know, as a baseball player. And then um, there uh, anything that has to do with LGBTQ, anything. They're trying to ban that. And then, of course, what they call CRT, which is just their made up, you know, theory. CRT stands for critical race theory. The only place that was ever taught was in law school. And they're just making stuff up and saying CRT is taught. Over. If you ask all these book banning parents, what is CRT? They haven't got a clue. They can't even just they You're can't right. even define it because you know, it's just it's just anything they don't like and anything that has to do with people that don't look like them and um it's it's really disturbing um what they're trying to do here and um it, it also has to do with the you know the bigger picture of school vouchers because they're trying to defund public education basically it is the dumbing down of the electorate um and they're trying to do it what they're trying to groom children into you know, non-thinkers and the whole, robots. yeah. And the whole school voucher program is about defunding public education and they've been trying to I do it for decades, decades and decades. They're trying to do it. And it really comes down to, to Christian nationalism. I mean, it's, yep. it's basically, you know, um, 
you got plenty of money if if you want to send your kid to a Christian, you know, a Christian school that's private that won't teach, you know, anything about gay people or black people or brown people or racism or anything. Um, but it takes the money away from the public education system. And uh, we had a school board member speaking to us about how they're going to have to be laying off teachers and they're not going to have enough money to run the school system with this voucher system because it is going to take billions of dollars away from public education. And no one will feel sorry for the teachers because they've criminalized them. <laughs> right. Well, I guess. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a little like it shoots right. to that direction, but that's how it all pieces together. Right. And in the end, we, we, we see them as the bad people. So, right. you know, we're, we just keep saying that over and over. Right. Okay. And we have a 9,000 teacher shortage in Florida right now. And if you think any new teachers are coming, you know, in this yes, environment, it's not happening. You're a hundred percent right, Barbara. Um, they want to um, take the money away from the defund public education, but the thing is, a lot of the parents don't understand that voucher is not going to cover uh, private school education. The private school might be twelve, fifteen thousand. So really, this is a coupon for the rich because uh -huh. if you're poor, and I'm going to say I'm going to take my kid out, I'm going to put him in in a private school, but you, you're giving me $8,000, where am I going to get the other 8,000? Right. So I can do that. Right. And those private schools do not have to cater to disabled kids. They don't have to follow the same rules as the exactly. public education. They don't have to do anything they don't want to. And so all those kids are left out in the cold. And they don't have a special ed classes. We've had kids turn away. They went to a, a charter school, a private school. They don't have special ed. They don't have hearing impaired then they come back to the public schools and we have to take them in without any funding because the funding already went to that private school because they because yeah because they stole your money they stole the <laughs> money and then the school has to take them back and after fte count you don't get any money for that child wait and it gets even worse you can say you have a charter school you can get all this money and then you can just close it down exactly take the money and run there's no oh yeah we've had a lot of I mean, I can't even tell you how bad this is going to be. <laughs> so, so, and and it is a long-term game. Like, oh, yeah. this is just the yeah. beginning. Like, because if you, if you take those books about, I mean, there was something in the Woke Act about, well, you know, if, if, if a kid reads something that his nationality did or whatever, he would feel guilty about it. And I'm like, why? Is he codependent? Right. Like, <laughs> just right. see that right. it's wrong. Well, like, they've, been, they've been trying to defund public education for decades. And there's a really good documentary called Book, Book Backpacks Full of Cash that deals with what they've been trying to do to defund public education and um it when you see it it's just so shocking and horrifying and here we are it's actually coming into and people are like surprised you know they don't understand that like patty said that voucher isn't going to get you anything it's going to take your eight thousand dollars away from public ed it's going to you're going to hand it to a private school they're going to say oh we're sorry you don't have the rest of the money get out of here you know and that money's now gone this is cool. Oh, I have comments. I was so upset. <laughs> I'm not paying attention to comments. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's just Brian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are there federal here? We might have to show this. Um, no, so it it yeah. It's it's been it's been going. Why aren't you showing up, Brian? There it is. Are there federal laws, he wants to know, that are banning it? 
Um, that's a good question. I mean, the school schooling is up to the states, but you know, we do have a U.S. Constitution with freedom from, you know, separation of you know religion and state and the First Amendment right to speech. And we, um, in fact, I even did a little law practice here, and I pulled a thing that said um, there was a Supreme Court decision in Island Trees versus Pico that ba uh, banning or restricting books in public schools for content and or viewpoint point specific reasons is unconstitutional uh yeah and then they laid out processes for um you know how you could ban books or what you can do and none they're not following those rules so the answer is yes there are there are lawsuits waiting to happen here but lawsuits cost money and lawsuits take time and you have when you have judges that are biased and put in by a right-wing, you know, state government. They're, they may not rule the way they're supposed to. I mean, you know, are you going to appeal it and appeal it and appeal it? I mean, it's it's really rigged against you. You know, yes, I, I would love to see the feds come in and do something about this. And I keep asking why, if that's possible and why they don't do it, because these are egregious violations of First Amendment rights of the students, of the teachers, everybody it's just it's and the longer we wait the longer we wait for something to happen the the more that um it's yeah it's going to destroy the public school system and it'll reach a point of no return yeah and and it's the damage has been done because we are talking kids and a year makes a lot of difference it does it really um, does Okay, so I'm going to put this up because apparently other people, another comment, but I'm not seeing the comments today, so I don't know why. Is the answer to stay and fight or move away to a better place? Well, I think that depends on whether you have kids or not. Well, even with kids, sometimes, you know, you have jobs, you have family that, you know, you're taking care of older people. You can't just pick up and leave. Um, you know, we're going to have to like an underground railroad for books. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's, well, you know what? There's enough snowbirds going there from the northern <laughs> that we just—it would be easy to put together, I think. An underground railroad of books. But I mean, who would ever think? I mean, it's 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 sad because you, who would ever think that would would we would even be right? You know. Do you guys do you remember the book Sybil, the woman with all the different personalities? Mm -hmm. Okay, so she was horribly abused by her mother. And I read the book and I, one passage stuck in my head. I mean, I was a teenager when I read it and she went to a friend's house and the mother was really, really nice to her. And she thought, wow, she's so nice to her. I'm sure she'll start beating her as soon as I leave. Because oh that God. was her norm. Experience, experience. You know, that was her experience of life and you know your perception of the world is your world yep. and that's why you need to read books they, they they need to be there they just they just really do um i mean i realize i'm doing a whole show about books and that i want to, <laughs> you know and i think that i think that parents need to get out there and read the books that have been banned and say okay excuse me like i'm not seeing this this is in a high school like what is your problem are we saying that there was um yes it is <laughs> brian says it's time to be read fahrenheit 
four five one, which yes, is right? like one of mine. And um, I have sense. another I have another author who is supposed to be coming on to talk to me about that. And I'm like, okay, this is getting too close. I have to give Sarah a call, okay, because love Bray Bray Bradbury. And that book was banned on several occasions. It was. It was. And you know what? I I had a question for Patty. Isn't it true that people are trying to ban books who don't even have kids in the school? Yes. Tell us about that. I I've, I just heard about it, but I it's just a, I think somebody one of you mentioned a little while ago what they're trying to make our kids all turn out to be white Christian soldiers. You know, because they have no right, they don't have any kids, no interest. So why are they doing this? Um, our Broward County uh, party started asking for donations. We've gotten thousands and thousands of banned books, and you know how you have the little libraries on the corner. The little glass houses. Yeah, I want one. Yeah, we've been putting those throughout the parks throughout the county. We've been filling them up with all <laughs> good, the books. Good, good, good for you because I'm like, this is becoming even more important, especially since libraries. You know, they know what books you took out or whatever. Amazon, they know, they know um, what you bought. I often sit there. Okay, this is my. You know, we all have those nightmares. The worst mm -hmm. case here. Well, this is it, my nightmare. Like, like I'm thinking, what books do you save? They don't like that we're saying ban books. Now they want us to change it to challenge books. If a book is challenged, uh -huh. it's going through a process. You have to go through the full process before it gets banned. Well, so far that process is going to take forever. So it's because banned. Nobody to to yeah. To no, do once it. they take it off the shelf, it's never coming on. They, the they, shelf yeah. Again. They also don't want you to say don't say gay, but exactly. that is what the law is. <laughs> So now it's don't say gay and don't say banned. <laughs> so did those people just disappear? Like I'm, I, I, that they just the books? No, the people. When they say don't say gay, <laughs> oh. <laughs> did they just disappear? Because um, no, there is. Well, see, this is the thing because I read that the governor said, "Oh no, 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 this is not a statewide thing. This oh. is a local thing." Uh -huh. But. The movement behind it is statewide. It's national. So yeah, it's yeah. national. So, it's so Moms for Liberty is nationally funded by the Koch brothers, yes. one of whom is now deceased, but it's their foundation. And that's to, the so Mary that's in Tennessee about. tells Gloria in in Missouri that these are the books that we're banning. They send out the newsletter and then uh -huh. they walk into all the schools uh -huh. at the same time and mm -hmm. ban all those books. Mm -hmm. Even if and, they don't have kids. Even and if this has been uh I have absolutely no problems with people who are Christian. And I have no problems with people who have conservative ideas. But when you put those two and extreme it together. <laughs> And it you, is very and you insist that we and you insist that we follow your rules. Exactly. Right, right, exactly. exactly. Those you are know, your uh, beliefs. You cannot impose them on everybody. Right. I mean, this is an, an extreme example, and I, I have nothing against anybody, but what if the majority of our Supreme Court were Jehovah's Witnesses who don't believe in blood transfusions? And they said, listen. We don't believe in blood transfusions, so nobody can have a blood transfusion. Right. That's what they're doing. Yeah. When they say nobody yeah, can no. have a, you know, a medical procedure that they need because we don't believe in it. That's true. It's, That's it's, it is that it doesn't matter who it is. You cannot control someone else's lives. You well, can't. They're sure and, trying. And they're <laughs> trying. They're trying. But I mean, well, you can't do it and be nice. It's Barbara. <laughs> But, um, you know, it's, it's down to this and not reading the books. I was reading that um, 
John Steinbeck. John, it is John Steinbeck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm losing names today. Yeah. Okay. The first person that burned his book um, was one of, they told him a story, one of the migrant farm workers, that he made them look this way and that. So his words were, I didn't read the book, but I heard a radio show that made me angry. And I thought, oh my gosh, how many times could this be trans? It could be YouTube. And yeah. I didn't read this book, but YouTube made me angry about yeah. it. Or I didn't read this book, but uh -huh. I really think someone should have to write a five-page report, even if it's just about two penguins adopting. The problem is they would use chat GPT. But <laughs> they wouldn't read it. Yeah. No, it's just like you can't. And so, therefore, they can't understand the importance of reading. Right. Because the empathy and that it's about... I still can't believe someone's supposed to feel guilty. Like, I just don't even know how that connection would be made. You would feel empathy if you heard something happen to people that was negative. You would feel right. compassion. You would say to yourself, I don't like this. How will I change it? There's more. The textbooks. They're rewriting the textbooks. So they rewrote one where Rosa Parks, they didn't even say what race she was. Did you hear that one? They tried to, they tried to sanitize Rosa back. Parks' story. She said in the back because she was tired. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm telling you. Wait, wait. Did that actually say that, or did you just make that up, Patty? No, 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 for real. Oh, right. And then, I was going to think, the, clever girl. Now I'm just frightened. Right. And then, <laughs> and then this the triangle of of slavery, where you know they traveled. I forgot what they called it, but the triangle. They changed that to like the triangle of commerce. You know. I mean, they just want because it. they're rewriting history. Of course they are. Because they're, you know, they want to make the, everything right. sound like an exaggeration. Which is, you, know, I was reading the very first book Birdie, and there was an emperor um, way back in time. I don't want to say what nationality because okay. <laughs> it might make someone feel guilty. It was like right. 251 BC. Or okay. okay. And the first way he took all the records of the histories and burned them. And then he buried all the historians, like oh. literally, because oh, okay. you could get away with that back. Yeah, yeah. And then he kept one of each book. And then when he, just before he died, he had those burned because he wanted history to start with him. Uh-huh. I get it. Listen, you know, I wanted to go back one second to the whitewashing of, of history in our country. I mean, and it goes back to the Groveland Four. I right. was That's born in Florida. I never heard about the Groveland Four until this book came out, The Devil in the Grove. And, you know, this was a big thing. I mean, the, the National Guard had, to, you know, the, the Ku Klux Klan burned down all the Black people's houses and businesses. The National Guard had to be called in. This was Thurgood Marshall came to, to, to file an appeal. Uh, he feared for his life. This was a huge thing in history in Florida, as were, this was the Rosewood Massacre, the Ocoee Massacre, all these things, um, you know, uh, 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 against black people, I never heard about them. And I grew up in Florida. I never heard about it either. I'm gonna have right. To and it. I'm just saying it's the whitewashing of, of history. And, and if you talk, you look all over, um, I don't know if you guys saw The Watchmen, the series The Watchmen. That was the first time most people heard about the Tulsa, Black Wall Street and the Tulsa massacre there of all the black people that was the first time i heard of it i mean i feel like i'm a well-read person who knows some history i didn't i don't know anything because they've wiped it out of the history books and um and now they're trying to go even further 
I, I still can't believe they I'm, I'm sorry because you're talking about wiping out history and then you think well people need to just go out and read themselves and then you think Missouri just defunded the library like it just keeps circling right. around right exactly no mm -hmm. I mean they they don't want you to know any history that you know but look how look at how okay look how long it took to clear the name of those men in the girls 70 war. years well and i mean how have yeah. you read it patty no no have i just wrote it down i'm yeah. gonna go the devil in the grove the devil in the grove won a pulitzer prize and and I the author had spent five years researching it's, it's, it yeah it's and and then and then also read barbara and josh's book because because what that meant to those families like people are saying they're saying you're making us look bad what are you thinking did josh feel guilty no he went out and did something he felt compassion what's well, the name of that book it's well it's called the devil in the grove and it's about the groveland four four um black men who were wrongfully accused tortured beaten murdered um you know in um groveland florida which is outside of orlando in 1949 okay. and then um my son read the book in college and um he wanted to clear their names and so he partnered with one of the, the daughter of the youngest one wow. our book is called accidental activist justice for the grove it's, it's, it's a great book it really and, is and it took two accidental years activist uh -huh, justice for the groveland four and um he you know it had been 70 years but it still was affecting these families that there was this cloud over their families' heads you know yeah. that they're their, their fathers and brothers and uncles had been wrongfully accused and convicted and murdered for this for this nonsense that didn't happen. And, um, you know, even after this Pulitzer Prize winning book came out, their names weren't cleared. And so um, my son and, and, and um, Charles Greenlee's daughter, Carol Greenlee, they partnered up and they it took them two years and a lot of people joined in and um, I'm sorry, four years four years and um they got their names they got posthumous pardons um entered. oh wow that's and great in fact, what's your son's name um well it's the same as mine josh ben cataraman oh but okay i just read oh, an article your book <laughs> that is one book that needs to be sold barbara <laughs> yeah i'm gonna order one barbara well and the other thing is that um you know i forgot what i was gonna say about that about the book but um Sorry. Yeah, it took four years. Oh, so I read an article that said that Governor DeSantis has only done two good things the entire time he's been in office, and one of them was pardon the Groveland Four. <laughs> really? <laughs> See how much power you have. I'm just saying, it's all connected. It's all connected. Wow. <laughs> so you have to say, remember me? <laughs> remember my kid? <laughs> We're watching. Yeah. Right. And in well, fact, I've had I've had black Floridians come up to me and say, well, actually, I was at a, at a, uh, a Zoom book review of and they said, if Governor DeSantis pardoned the Groveland Four, then why is he doing so many things against black people? And I said he didn't have a choice. He got pushed into a corner with that because Nikki Freed was going to bring it up at the clemency meeting when she was secretary of agriculture. And so he didn't want her to get the glory. So he did. it, But um, that's the only thing one of two things he's done right and that was it everything else has been terrible. i have nikki coming wednesday to be our speaker at our club meeting oh that's great this wednesday the 12th oh, excellent uh, um yeah nikki's nikki's fighting hard yeah. 
She just got arrested. Did you see that? I know. We thanked her for that. I mean, that was amazing. They were, uh, they were protesting the six week abortion ban Mm -hmm. and um, the governor had his political enemies arrested outside of the Capitol. Cause you can't, you can't protest unless you align with his beliefs. Uh So it's it's, just, it's it's ridiculous because we can't teach, we can't teach about sex. Right. So how, and we can't teach about periods. <laughs> so how is a, a young girl supposed to know she's even pregnant? Oh, and then she, she can't terminate weeks. that pregnancy. Because it's six weeks. Uh-huh. So he's forcing, he's forcing them to give birth so that they can get shot at a school. Yeah. Yeah, no, everything is very harrowing living in Florida right now. I, I can't, and every day it gets worse. Now they've got but a you know night, what? Yeah. I see people like you. In Florida, I have hope. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> I, I, I think you're wonderful and 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 brave and you know well, all that stuff. Well, you only have all two choices. You only have two choices: fight or give up, right? Well, yep. that's it. And and I don't think any of you are going to give up. No, I, mean, I love Florida much too much to give up. No, no. I want to turn it blue again. Yeah, <laughs> Barbara, where are you? Where are you at? I'm in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay, all right. You're a yeah, and you know, I just wrote a book. I just wrote a YA book with a gay character, and um, I'm afraid it's going to get banned. No oh, way! No. If it gets banned, you'll it'll be it'll hit the top selling. Like, that would be something. This it? is this is the point. Okay, I was going to say one of the positive things about something like this happens is that my reading list, which I have no time to get finished, has just gone. Poof, because you know you read that about Steinbeck, and then there's a guy who wrote a book about his book being challenged and everything. And I'm like, okay, gotta read that. And now yeah. I have to read everything by Jody Pico. And now I have to read the. And I was I was off of young adult novel. You know, your kids, you read them with your kids, and then you're like, no, but yeah, I'm jumping in that world again. <laughs> right, right. I mean, Judy Bloom, Judy Bloom. Oh, yeah, we just gave Judy a big Bloom. interview in Vanity Fair, and she blasted Florida. I mean, she blasted. Uh, she, I mean, Judy Bloom. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, no. I, she's, she's got to be royalty at this point. Now, Brian is exactly right about this because I was mad um, that it's not, and this is what you have to remember. It's not just the USA. It's not just Florida. No, no, um, it's in, not. In Toronto, Canada, mm-hmm. the mayor wanted to defund libraries several years ago. It was, wow. it was a big thing. And Margaret had a lot to say about that. Let me tell you. Yes, I, Margaret Atwood, I bet. In fact, I, I have a list of where they're banning books and it's Florida. <laughs> Georgia, Tennessee, Utah. Um, where's the rest of it? Of course, Missouri, where they're, you know. Um, yeah, but they're actually, there's t- book bans, Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Michigan, Kansas, Wisconsin, Missouri, Idaho, Georgia, Mississippi, Virginia, Indiana, North Carolina, New York, which is shocking to me, and Utah. So, of course, northern New York is not the same as oh, that's New crazy. York City. No, 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 no. No, that's, but, yeah. But these so, book bands are terrifying, yeah. I, I, I think that um, I need to get Reading Rebels, because that's what you are now if you read, apparently. Reading Rebels t-shirts. Uh <laughs> start 
putting it on the show. And it's just funny because the logo that I want to design has I've always been big in flamingos and flamingos remind me, you know, I want a flamingo with headphones, drinking coffee out of a mug. Flamingos yeah. remind me of Florida and they're vibrant. And, you know, they say, look at me, I've got something to show you. And so you ladies are flamingos. Okay. okay we'll take it. <laughs> you're out there and you're being vibrant and vibrant and you're saying this thing. So we have to chat again. We have to check in. Is that okay? Patty, do you want to come back sometime? invite me anytime i'd be glad to okay we'll we'll check in again and um barbara we'll just um you know we'll just be writing emails because i still have to have someone think you funded the library no i, I know see. so and you you stay strong and you take those notes okay you go to those for meetings and you take names patty and we'll get it all together so thank you so much thank you because people you know, you read 17, they don't know who's exaggerating. They don't know who's, but this is the truth. And it's and it's clear and it's straightforward. And thank you for doing thank that. You, for thank you for the invite. Oh, definitely. I'm glad to meet you. Same <laughs> here, Barbara. I'm going to go get that book. Bye-bye, oh, <laughs> okay. ladies. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, that was a wonderful conversation. And um, yes. We're going to have the Reading Rebels back. So we'll be doing the Flamingo. Um, next week, our guest will be Halo Quinn, and she is a practicing witch, storyteller, and author. We'll be discussing her books, Crimson Crafts, Gods and Goddesses of Wales, and Fairy Tales, Folk Tales, and Spirits. And apparently we better do that fast because that's just the kind of books that aren't going to be um, left on the shelves. So until then, may your coffee be hot and your stories sweet. Thanks for listening, everyone. Mm -hmm.